0: welcome to the Wednesday show. Um, I do have an announcement to make, but I'll make that a little bit um, later because I want to make sure that um, everybody is on. Let me open up comments here because I was in private chat. (laughs) Okay. So um, if you're joining my show for the first time, what I do is I show a picture of what I downloaded for today. Um, for everybody. And then if you want to contribute $5 towards um, getting a digital copy of it. So I take a picture of it. Um, It's it's, um, got a lot of like DPI in it. So you should be able to print off a really nice copy of it. It's $5. And you can Venmo me or PayPal me if you want um, to receive a digital copy. And then what I do is I take everybody who has contributed and i pull a name from that and you actually get the original so i'm heading to the post office tomorrow so that's what i'm going to be doing all of the mailings for the ones that have um, won it last week so this is today's picture and this is an eclipse is what it is and i felt guided to do this one because neptune is going retrograde right now And Neptune is the planet of dreams, hopes and wishes. And right now, when it goes retrograde, what it does is it kind of makes you check in with yourself about where you are at with your dreams and your wishes. Where are you with all of that? Um, And so it gives you a chance to really kind of tweak those ideas and those visions you have. It also gives you um, an opportunity to expand in that direction. So that's pretty cool. Um, And the other thing I do is I do um, like cards. So I've got two different readings that I pulled for the group as a whole. And it kind of aligns with the picture because I did the picture first and then I did the cards and I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of backing all that up. So I've got two different readings. The first one is with tarot. And then the second one is going to be with um, the Lenormand cards that I use, which are really totally aligning with what the picture is about. Okay, so let's do the tarot. So I pull three cards and it tells a story. The three cards tell a story. So the first one is the magician. So the magician is all about um, stepping into your power. Like when the magician shows up, you have all the tools that you need to move forward in life, like everything you need. And then the second card I got in the reading is the eight of air. And so you can see all of these fairies flying around this tree. So, traditionally, um, the Eight of Air, which equates to the Eight of Wands, if any of you are into the Rider Weight system of tarot, talks about um, things taking off really quickly. It's also travel, it's a huge travel card. Okay. And we'll get to what the whole thing is together after that. So, we've got the Ten of Water, which equates to the Ten of Cups. This is the card of ultimate happiness. And it can be a family card, like who, and it could be your biological family or whoever you consider to be your family. So um, the whole reading together for me, it looks like somebody's planning a trip. So you might be planning a trip or a vacation, or you're planning, you're making some kind of plan. The eight in the middle, the eight of air right here says that you actually have the momentum of the universe behind you. So the universe is totally supporting whatever this plan is and is going to make a contribution of energy in that direction, so that's really cool. And your destination is happiness because the 10 of water um, is actually a card of ultimate happiness. And I think we had this last week too. The 10 of water showed up in some way. But this all together tells me it looks like there's a plan you're making. You're either going to be moving upward towards success or you're actually planning a trip. And whatever this is, whatever this plan is, is going to lead you to a lot of happiness. So that's pretty cool. Um, now on to the Lenorman cards. So the first card we have is the clover. And the clover just by itself represents good luck. It represents things that come to you that are really great, but they come out of nowhere. So like if you it, so what's interesting is because of it, it has those meanings. The, the clover is sometimes associated with gambling. Um, the middle card, is the stars. And the stars indicates optimism, hopes, dreams. And then the third card was the cross. And the cross can sometimes talk about burdens, all of those together. So how Lenormand works is it's not like tarot where you can go into each individual card. Although I explained to you what each individual card means so that you get where we're going with this. But this aligns with the eclipse picture, because what the whole reading together, the clover, the stars and the cross say together is a reality check. So what that means is going back to Neptune being retrograde. This is giving you an opportunity to really check in with how things are working for you. So if there's anything off or anything that is not leading you to where you want to go, um, Neptune is going to help you figure that out. So it's kind of like troubleshooting. It's a bit like troubleshooting. So it looks to me because you've got two really positive cards, like how it how works in Lenormand is you count how many positive cards are in a reading as opposed to how many negative cards are in a reading. And you always read with an odd number of cards. It's never even. So you'll never do four cards or six cards. You always do threes and fives and sevens, so on. Um, it's an odd number of cards. And then... Um, what you do, because that makes it easier to count positive and negative. So we've got two extremely positive cards with the clover and the stars. So overall, it's looking really good. The cross is just saying, OK, so not to burden yourself, but you might want to check in with how things are, are going. So that is where we're at. And that being said, so now that I feel like most of us are probably on here. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I like the eight of air, too. And hello to everybody. Hello. Okay, so this is my announcement. Um, I'm picking up more hours at my regular job. So this is actually my last show. Um, I will be back as a guest and I may revisit doing this podcast again. um, But I'm kind of in a career I'm really enjoying right now. And that's starting to open up more. So um, I won't have the time to do the podcast. That being said, I do have a free newsletter that I send out every week. Um, It usually goes out on a Sunday. And if you're interested in that, you can email me at leylagenie at gmail.com and just say in the subject line newsletter and then ask to be put on the list. And then I'll put you on the list. What's in the newsletter is I do two cards for the week. So what I do is a card that is going to expand you and then a card where you may be challenged. But when I tell you what the challenge is, I also give you pointers for how to overcome it. So it's, it's two cards for the week. So you'll get cards for the week. And then the other part in the newsletter is I usually do some type of energy work or enchantment or meditation or recommendation for something that you can do. And then the other part of the newsletter I have is when I had my Facebook group, um, Oracles and Enchantments, one of the things I would have is prayer and prayer request Thursday is what it was. So what you do is you submit your prayers, like what do you want to see manifest for you? You email me those and then those go in the next newsletter. And then I've got this picture of an angel that somebody took when they were in Australia. So it's from somebody living there and she shared it with anybody she met. And I met this lady at a piece of the universe in Scottsdale, Arizona, many, many years ago. And she sent me this picture and she said, every time I look at this picture, a miracle happens. So that picture is always in the newsletter. And so what I have you do is I have you just think about something you want to manifest, and then you can touch the picture and then just kind of invoke that angelic magic. But you can also email me beforehand, and then I will put your personal request in the newsletter and ask everybody to just kind of do like what we do as part of the show when we say, um, what do you want to manifest? And then we start contributing our energy towards that. Um, And then there's a free coloring book page that you can download. Um, and And usually it will have some kind of journal prompt with it. So that being that, today I wanted to talk about belief, like what do we believe in and how you can stretch that, how you can stretch your beliefs. What's interesting to me is that when I've done a lot of psychic fairs and stuff or, or been to a lot of um, metaphysical stores, I meet all kinds of people in the new age. And what's really interesting to me is they'll say one thing but really mean another with with what they're and they don't they don't they're not tracking that what they'll say is they'll say a big deal with new age people is i want to move past my limitations i want to move past my limitations that's what they all want to do and yet they do things to kind of stay in those limitations which is kind of funny (laughs) um so let's talk about the word limitation for a minute and in the new age it's like oh you want to move past your limits your limits Well, let's pick a synonym for limit and a possible synonym for the word limit is focus. So if you think about it this way, if you look, let's just look at, um, say, what different things that are manifest in the world. We have all this creative energy that's coming in and becoming manifested into something. Okay, so let's consider a bar of chocolate, for example. Creative energy has come in and it's manifested as a bar of chocolate. It's not a table. It's not a chair. It's not a rocket ship. It's a bar of chocolate. Okay. So it's limiting itself to being chocolate. So is that a, is that limitation or is it focus? So make sure you know the difference between those two things. Um, The other thing I run into, because I do a lot of really weird stuff for like um, readings and Some people, um, they have a hard time kind of expanding into that that can be a reading. Like one of the things I downloaded was how to read people using chocolate, not chakras, chocolate, actual candy. I um, I made this angel board and I put different angels on it, and then I would read people using chocolate. And a lot of people had a hard time really stepping into that because to them, readings were only tarot cards or only palmistry or only somebody channeling angels. And so the invitation here is to expand your mind a little to what is possible. If you want more different things coming in and more unusual, wonderful things coming in, then you have to expand what you believe in, what is possible. And I talked about this earlier with a friend of mine who's passed away, um, who was a brilliant medium, brilliant, brilliant medium. I mean, could see specific, specific stuff real specific stuff about crossed over relatives um but he couldn't see aliens because he didn't believe in aliens and he couldn't see anything from the elemental world because he didn't believe in that and there's a saying that you can only see what you believe in so um just kind of stretch what's possible with that and with that i'm going to share a story with you um when i was younger i was like maybe nine or ten we lived on an air force base my dad was stationed there and my brother and I would share our imaginary friends with each other. And sometimes we would design imaginary friends together. And we had this giant dumpster that was in the playground um, next to where we lived. And we were talking one day and we decided, wouldn't it be fun if we had an imaginary friend who was a Tyrannosaurus Rex? So that's what we decided we were going to make we were going to make an imaginary friend and we really had to think about this we thought okay well we want we want a tyrannosaur we definitely want a tyrannosaur because that's our favorite dinosaur but we have to think about this because we're kids you know we think everything's real right like well we can't imagine a tyrannosaur and then have him running all over the base because he might eat people And then our dad won't get promoted in the Air Force because he'll get in trouble because his kids made up a Tyrannosaur that ran around starting to eat people. It'd be a problem. (laughs) So we decided that we were just going to confine him to the dumpster. He had to live in the dumpster and that's where he was going to find his food. Anytime anybody threw out food, he was going to eat it and that was going to be his food. And we thought, okay, so we've got that figured out. And then we thought, well, we want to go up and talk to him. We want to be able to have conversations with him. But we have to make sure he doesn't try to eat us, because even though we told him he can only eat stuff in the dumpster, he might decide, oh, hey, there are these two kids by the dumpster. Let me eat them. So um, what we did is we designed a rule where anytime we visited him, we would bring him an offering and it was a peanut butter sandwich and it had tons of peanut butter on it. Because if you've ever eaten a peanut butter sandwich with super soft bread, what happens is it gets stuck to the roof of your mouth and then you can't open your mouth. And so it stays closed. So we figured this is a solution. We'll just give him a peanut butter sandwich. And we named him Trash Can. So the first time we went over to Trash Can, we're like, okay, hi, Trash Can. We want you to be our friend. And we just imagined we could see him in the dumpster. And then we would throw a peanut butter sandwich into the dumpster so that we could talk to him. And then we would move closer to the dumpster and then just pretend that we're having conversations with this Tyrannosaurus Rex. And we did this a lot. <laughs> my mom never found out we were throwing away peanut butter sandwiches. But anyway, we would do this every time we came to the dumpster. We were we were throwing, you know, peanut butter sandwiches in. And what happened is after a while. We could start to see something, you know, it's like you, you we could see him. And when I would check with my brother, I thought, wow, OK, I see him looking over in this direction. And I would look at my brother and not say, oh, look, he's looking over here. I'd say, well, what direction do you see him? Oh, he's doing this. And he saw the same thing I did. And fun fact, in the world of magic, what ancient magicians would do if they wanted to um, send like a magical servant to go do stuff for them is they would do exactly what we just did. So we had no idea that this was some kind of ancient form of magic that we were practicing. And you can design. And so this would be called a watcher and you can actually create a watcher. And it's very old. It's a very old practice. And you just imagine what you want it to look like. You didn't give it a name. And then what do you want to give it? You could give it a can of Coke. You could give it, you know, something simple and you plan out what it is. But every time you give it an offering of that, you're kind of giving it some kind of energy to live. And it can live as long as you believe in it. And once you decide you don't want to believe in it anymore, it can kind of go away. Anyway, so we had a watcher and didn't know it anyway. Long story short, they came in um, on, you know, the dumpster day and they took the the dumpster, you know, they emptied it out. So it was totally empty. And we walked up to it, but our mom hadn't gone grocery shopping yet. So we didn't have any peanut butter. So we thought, okay, we're just going to go up. but We're just going to stand far away. So we went to the dumpster and there's trash can kind of looking for stuff to eat. And there's nothing in there. And we're standing far enough away and we're just talking to him and he's telling us he's hungry and while we're sitting there talking to him out loud, the bully comes by. So there was a bully we had on the base. He was always picking on us. And he said, what are you retards doing? And we told him, oh, we're just talking to our Tyrannosaurus friend. And he's like, yeah, right. And he goes, what does he do? He lives in the dumpster. And we're like, yeah, that's, that's where he lives. He doesn't get out. He just lives in the dumpster. You guys are stupid. I'm going to climb in the dumpster and show you how stupid you are. And we're like, no, 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 don't climb in because we haven't given him his peanut butter sandwich yet. And of course, the the kid didn't listen. He jumps in the dumpster and he's playing around and laughing. And then all of a sudden he starts screaming and he jumps out of the dumpster and he was bleeding on his arm and he ran off. So we're like, oh crap. So anyway, and that's, that story is about belief. It's about belief. So when we left the base, you know, we released him and, and just told him we weren't going to be coming back anymore. And, um, And what happened after that is like a year later, my dad had to return to that same base for something and he took me with him and I went to that dumpster and he was still kind of there, but really faint, really super faint. Um, So at any rate that I shared that whole story with you to just talk to you about belief, about what it's possible to create Um, with children. It's really easy for them to do stuff like this because they don't have barriers or blocks to what can be possible um, they just don't. So it's really, really, really easy for them to um, to practice magic or to do energy work or any kind of thing because they just don't think that they can't. So one way you can get around, like if you feel like, well, I really want to do, um, I want to create something in my life and I really want to get the energy around it and I want to get it moving and I want it to do um, beautiful things for me. This is how you can get around that. But you're like, oh, but I'm really feeling blocked in that area. i question questioned myself. I might question my worth or whatever it is. What you can do using the imagination is you can pretend that you have the faith. That's actually good enough. I mean, in the Bible, it says that all you need is a mustard grain of faith to make something happen like a mustard seed. So if you've ever seen a mustard seed, they're super tiny. They're really, really tiny. I mean, I think they're about the size of a grain of pepper or something. So that's small. So you can pretend that you believe in yourself. Just pretend that you did. I mean, you used to do all this stuff as a kid. And isn't this great because you have a whole skill set? I mean, you don't even know it, but your whole childhood, if you ever played pretend or dress up or anything like that, um, is a skill set. And who knew that that's when you were first in metaphysical school to learn how to manifest. But your childhood really is the source because it taught you what it was to have belief and what it was to engage in your imagination. Um, Albert Einstein said that uh, imagination is more important than knowledge. And he downloaded um, what he came up with, with relativity through a dream. So dreams, meditations, all of those are sources for information for you. Um, What I like to do is if I set my intention on manifesting or there's something I wanna create What I'll do is I'll back it up by asking for signs after I've stepped foot in the direction I want to go in. So I'll ask for a sign and usually I'll take a walk and just notice what I notice. If it's a cloudy day and we've got some fun clouds, I'll look up at that and see what's happening with that. Um, Maybe there's a particular animal that will cross my path. What do I think about that animal? Um, I might see leaves in a certain kind of formation Um, it's funny because where I take a walk, there's a sticker somebody put on a light post and it's for the um, astrological sign Leo. So every time my eyes catch that, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, that, that could be a message for me too. So there's different ways of getting those kind of reinforcements in your life. There's a lot of different ways to do that. Okay. So I do want to turn you on to that. Um, Right now with your manifesting, you do have the heavens in your favor. Like I said before, with um, Neptune moving retrograde, that is certainly going to help you guys with planning things and um, figuring out how it's really going to work. Because what I'm feeling with this is I'm feeling that a lot of you here might have some dreams and goals you have, but for whatever reason, maybe they haven't popped yet. And so Neptune is moving retrograde to give you a chance to revisit those dreams and goals if you haven't manifested them, this is the time to really kind of go back to your groundwork. There's just something there you need to tweak. It's I don't really feel like it's a whole lot, um, but it's going to really help you with your course, with your direction, with where you want to go. It's totally 100% going to help you with that. So um, I feel really good about that. And I am getting all of this love from Neptune around around that. So that's pretty exciting. So we have that. Um, we're getting close to the half hour mark. So when it's 1230, I'm going to start doing readings for people. So I do want you to think about what you want to ask. Um, I have my cards here so I can pull cards for everybody. I also have, um, excuse me for a second. I can do past life. Like some of you ask for past life stuff. So I can give you a reading on a past life. Also, um, some of you just ask, like, I just want a past life. Any past life. But if you're curious, you've ever been anywhere or you say, wow, I really love rutabagas. I'm obsessed with rutabagas. Why am I obsessed with rutabagas? I mean, you can do that and I can look up a past life, see what a past life is about um, rutabagas. And it might just be something about farming. But um, just put it out there, what it is you want, what you're interested in exploring. And we can go into that. Now, back into belief. I met a group of people who would get together and they had kind of like a mastermind group. And one time they decided to do something really out of the box and they decided that they were going to make a star. So whether or not um, that actually happened, they they planned it. They planned it and they got together and they decided they were going to make a star. And then they were all focused on the same area of the heavens and there's nothing there. And all of a sudden this point of light showed up. So they made a star. So who knows, right? who knows what's possible. What I do as an energy work, and I'm going to share this with you because it might work for you too, is like sometimes I will get a premonition that, um, and I hear it as a sound, but sometimes I get premonitions for car accidents and they're fender benders. Most of the time they're just fender benders. And I can see them coming. If I don't do any energy work for them, then, then I'll witness something. Something will happen. So what I do is I pray to the universe and I say, okay, universe, divine universe, I want you to take that loud bang I'm I'm picking up on that I think is going to be a car accident or something like that. And I want you to direct that bang, (coughs) excuse me, into a star that needs help forming. So if there's a star that just needs a little bit of oomph to kind of pop out and be a star, send it there and may it bless whatever part of the universe it's in. So I direct it to that. So I take the energy because it's energy, right? It's just energy. There's some kind of energy in the universe. It's moving that kind of wants to manifest as a bang somewhere. So that's usually a, like a fender bender. So I just direct it towards a star, direct it towards something that wants to be created and just needs that energy. And so I put the energy there instead of, um, and then what happens is, um, that I don't tend to see any of these car accidents that I've been kind of seeing in my mind. Um, The other thing I want to address along the lines of creation is some of you have precognitive dreams. And I've talked to some of you about this, like you'll have dreams of plane crashes or um, usually it's something negative. Usually it is. And I have to say, when you start opening up with your intuition, especially when you're a child, you will see a, a lot of negative stuff. And it's because all your fears are coming up and that's why you're seeing the negative stuff. And also because you're living in a society that's fearful of stuff like this, and they don't know what to do with it. So they get afraid and you're picking up on their fear as well. (coughs) So what I do is I take this fear that's coming up. And, um, or if I have a dream of something negative happening, what I'll do is I'll open up my Reiki channels, and you can open up your own ability to run energy by focusing on love. And we did that in an earlier show. And then I just direct that energy towards whatever that dream was. So if it's a dream I had in the morning, (coughs) excuse me, if it's a dream I had and um, I wake up and I'm like, I'm really bothered by that. And I'm getting that it's a premonition for something that's going to happen. I'll just start sending Reiki to the dream, to what I saw in the dream. I don't see it changing. I just send the Reiki because I don't know how it's going to change towards the positive. I'm leaving that part up to the universe So I just send my energy towards that dream. And what happens is when I've had dreams that have predicted events, usually what would happen, this was always, always the case. Within three days, I would run into a news article about that very thing happening, like the exact thing happening. And so then I started running my Reiki and my energy work and sending it to the dream. And I would check the papers because that's how it was always going to happen. Three days later in the papers of the news, some source for news, I would see it. And I wasn't seeing anything after that. So, you know, you know, why not? Because you're getting information about somebody else's life that you don't even know. And why is this being shared to you? And I thought, well, it could be being shared to me because I'm just intuitive and it's just looking for a place to land. Or maybe it's being shared to me because they know I have the power to change it or to at least do some energy work or send some love that will help whoever it is. So I started doing that. And so far, you know, I'm going to go with I think it's bringing change because I'm not seeing the dream validated in, in any kind of news source after that. So I think that's that's really kind of important to do. The other thing you can do aligning with belief, but also with the power of love. Um, Around Christmas time, they usually sell these ornaments that um, are in the shape of globes. So the whole map of the world is on them. And I picked some of those up. And what I do is um, I'll get into a session where I'll open up my energy channels and I'll hold the globe and I just kind of send it love. Like, I don't try to plan what I want happening in different places. I just send just the energy of love. I just send love. And sometimes I'm drawn towards certain parts of the map. And for whatever reason, it needs extra love. So I'll send it there. And who knows what that's doing? Is it helping a country at large? Is it helping maybe one person in that country? You know, what is it doing? So, you know, I I do that. So Kim just popped in. She goes, hi, everyone. I made it to Colorado. That's great. Yay. That's wonderful news. Oh, I bet it's cool there. Like temperature wise, I think um, I have a friend that lived there and I think a month ago they got snow or something like that. Um, so it should be pretty cool in Colorado. It's beautiful. I have been there before um, near Denver, Aurora. I had friends that live in Aurora. Anyway. Um, okay. So back to the topic of belief. Um, So it's okay to pretend Really imagine that you're a kid. Imagine that you're a kid again and just pretend, pretend that you have faith. Um, pretend that you're these things. One of the exercises I've had clients do and they've had great results with these is I have them step into a mirror in the morning, like they, they're standing before a mirror and they're looking at the mirror and they're going to smile to themselves. And I'm sure you've heard fair varieties of this. Oh, just say you love yourself. And it's not that exercise. <laughs> You look at yourself, you smile, then you close your eyes. I want you to pretend that you have the weight of a crown on your head, like you're a ruler, a king or a queen. Like, feel the weight of a crown. Like, when they've interviewed royals, like, there was a crown that was really famous in Russia, and the empress who wore it hated it. It was super famous. It was beautiful. But it was so covered in precious stones that it was really heavy, and she goes, it is a Pain. I'm paraphrasing, but basically she said it's a pain in the ass to wear this thing because it's really heavy. So just imagine the weight, like you're wearing a crown, feel the weight, feel the gold and the diamonds or whatever jewels are on your crown, feel it. And then do an I am exercise. So after you feel the weight of the crown, you're going to open your eyes. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to do an I am exercise. Okay. I am a queen or I am a king. And then just start doing I am roomy, I am, you know, whatever your role models are. If they're, if they're people from the way past, I am Aristotle or whatever. E- male or female, it doesn't matter. Just say I am, I am, I am. Because you're drawing those qualities of those famous people that you look up to into you. And then just finish, you know, I am a queen, you know, I am. I am a king, I am whatever. And it's just short. It's like only a few minutes long that you do this. And what happened when I tried it for the first time, and I just kind of downloaded to do it this way, and I went outside into the world, it was amazing because everybody started treating me like I was royalty. Like I went to the gas station or just the corner store or just random places where people like, oh, hey, man, it's like they were tripping over themselves to help me. Like, oh, my God, like I was the biggest celebrity on the planet and they were desperate to help me. It was wild. So um, that's really great for getting people to respond to you in a positive way. And it's also helping you to empower yourself to, to realize. So when it comes to role models, like people you admire, here's the truth of what's really going on there. The reason you admire these people is because there's something in them that you already have inside of you. Okay. And how I can prove that. Is it's impossible for you to see something in someone else that you don't already own. Okay. So if you're seeing somebody that's super successful and it's like, oh, whatever, I, I'm not really, you know, whatever, it means that you're not embracing that in yourself. But if you see somebody, wow, I really love this person. I love the fact that they sing. I've always wanted to sing and I never did. And it's like, well, there's something in there. You have that in you. And so you're just bringing it out. And that's why the exercise works. Okay. So we're at 12.32 now, so we're going to go into the reading part. So um, does anybody have any questions? Do you want a card? Do you want um, me to read a past life for you? So start putting those out there in the comments section. Um, And the other thing I'm going to invite you to do is if there's any dreams and goals that you have, like anything at all that you want to manifest, also put that out there. Say, I'm doing this and I would like a contribution of energy. And we are all going to send our energy to you. And it's it's a really great manifestation exercise. Don't underestimate the power of it. Seriously, don't underestimate it. Um, in the New Testament, it says when more than two or more are there in my name, there am I. And that's like we're all a divine, right? We all have the spark of the divine. So there you go. Okay. Um, all righty. So Richard would like a card. So let me start with that. I'll go into a card for you. Mix these guys up so you get all the choices. (laughs) All right, Richard. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Richard, you have the Ace of Fire. This equates to the Ace of Swords in the regular tarot. This is a phoenix rising from the ashes. Um, Traditionally, this is a card of success it's a, it's a card of success through overcoming something. So if you've got stuff that looks like it's facing you right now that you feel like you have to overcome, just know that even though it may look intimidating, it's really not. It's really not. You totally got this. Um, This is also a card of reinvention because it's the idea of the phoenix rising from the ashes. So this is a great time for you to reinvent something in your life. Um, But it's, completely a card of success. It's a great, great card for success. Um, Traditionally a card of victory. So that's, that's really wonderful. Okay. And Ruth would like a past life message. Okay. So let me tap in here and see what we have. First of all, overall, what I'm feeling your guides are sharing is that they're really wanting you to work with water magic. Okay. So because there are a lot of past lives they're showing me where you've interacted with using water in some way. And I think this has come up before for you. So it would be like um, mermaid magic or taking um, baths. Like, believe it or not, um, taking a consecrated bath is a really, really old way of doing energy work. And that's how they used to do it in the past. So one of the baths that I would take Um, is around the new moon, which pretty much is now. Um, I'll run a warm bath and I'll put like a couple of tablespoons of sea salt. It has to be sea salt, not Himalayan pink salt, not black salt, sea salt, Mediterranean sea salt or just sea salt. You put it in the bath, you light a white candle or any candle to represent divine light. And then you take a bath in that water. Like you soak all parts of your body. Make sure every bit of you gets that water. Wash your hair, take a bath like normal. And just imagine all the negativity kind of leaving you any any slimy, crappy crap, you know, that's stuck on you from other people or whatever. It's going into the water. Just imagine it going into the water. And when you feel complete, you stand up in the tub and you let the stopper out. Do not step out of the tub. You want to stand in the tub until all of the water drains out every single bit of it. Okay, because the water is pulling all of the negativity off of you after all of the water is gone. Step out of the tub and you want to air dry for at least 10 minutes because the air is going to pull the rest of it off. If anything's still sticking to you, because remember, all that negativity went into the water, right? So you want the water to go away, but you don't want to dry yourself off. You want it to be pulled off of you by the air. So you air dry for 10 minutes. And if you do that every new moon, it is enough to hit reset in your life. Like if you've had a lot of stuck stuff happening, if you do that, it totally opens it up. But anyway, so they're they're like really reinforcing the whole water angle for you. Um, and they're showing that. So again, it's like really right now what I'm seeing is a Ukrainian past life where you had a connection with, a, with an undine, which is kind of like a water spirit. Um, so people talk about seeing fairies or gnomes, but this was like a water spirit, not specifically a mermaid, but an undine. They're more like um, water elementals. And you had a relationship with one that lived in a lake and you were friends with her and she was kind of dangerous because if there were people she didn't like she'd drown them um but she liked you which was good so you would ask her to protect people you know that you loved and and you know that that's just her nature that's just what she did but anyway it feels like she lived in this lake and, and it feels like she would give you gifts of water that you could use for like um, healing teas or or different things like that. But she'd leave you gifts. You were always leaving each other gifts. Like you'd find flowers that were blooming, not close to the river or the lake and you'd bring those to her. But it was this really wonderful um, kind of relationship and you used a lot of what um, she gave you for your energy work in that lifetime. But it feels beautiful. I mean, it feels, it feels like it's around the 1400s this lifetime so um the thing that was happening in, U- in ukraine at that time or that area that becomes ukraine is that they're still very healthy as far as their relationship with nature so they didn't have too much from like inquisitions and um witch hugs and stuff so um that's the past life um okay super space cookie would like a past life okay so let's see what we have for you okay you have a past life as a tour guide that takes people into different dimensions so you're actually from another planet not from this physical universe somewhere else but there are people because um how physics has looked at it now with string theory and all of that is that our universe is in a bubble and in the farthest regions of the universe the farthest we've been able to measure we're, we're feeling gravity and it shouldn't be like they've actually found the edge of the universe isn't that wild but then they're feeling gravity at that edge which means there's something outside of it that's pulling it it's next to something and actually like fun fact that's how they found out that um, neptune was there because they they spotted uranus but uranus had such an irregular um orbit that they wound up finding neptune that way because it's being pulled by a bigger planet so anyway that's how he found out there's multiple universes anyway you have an ability to go through these bubbles and like take people different places and you're a tour guide for different dimensions for different universes in this past life that's really neato and so what this would do for you in this lifetime is you would you might have a tendency to think about different ways of doing things Or you might have an interest in exploring other possibilities. Um, But there's this aspect of travel to really unique places in this past life. Um, And you loved your life. You had a really big family, too, wherever you were from. Um, But you really enjoyed it. It's kind of like the Star Trek universe, but, you know, traveling to different universes. So that's kind of neato. Um, Yvonne, I'd like to let spirit choose the message. Okay. So what I'm feeling um, with you is I'm seeing you standing there and your crown chakra is totally open up. It's like got this beam of golden light and you've got these guides. It's like you're it feels like you're coming into alignment with who your posse is, who your spiritual posse is. Um, Like you've had some guides that have wanted you to see them and and you're seeing them. You're like. um, You're getting all of your your spiritual tools together. Um, but they seem to be coming up in guides like you're being like you're going to be taking off and and doing a lot of really cool stuff in life. That's happening. And they just keep saying you're ready. You're ready for all of this stuff to come in. You're ready to move forward. You're getting all of these powerful guides in. You're op- you're really like they keep showing me like you're a lotus and you're just kind of opening up and you don't have to wait long for any of that. So I'm feeling like this great cosmic opening for you and it feels really good to me. I'm also picking up the smell of cinnamon. So I don't know if cinnamon means anything to you. Um, Magically, cinnamon is used to make things happen faster. Um, It's also a prosperity herb. But there's something about cinnamon and they're showing you like sprinkling a little bit in your purse or your wallet. So sprinkling cinnamon in. So that's interesting. Like where you keep your bills, you know, sprinkling, sprinkling a little bit of cinnamon in there. Okay. All righty. So, yeah, you're welcome, Ruth. Um, Any messages from past dogs? I have many from Kim. Okay. Well, there is a dog that I'm seeing. So, mediumship is not something I do explore a whole lot of, but this is what I got. There's a dog I'm seeing who has a ball in their mouth and it's like, they're kind of teasy about it. Like they run, they, they want you to take it, but then they run. And it's like, it's, that's the game. That's really the game. (laughs) You're not actually never going to get the ball out of their mouth, but you know, that's just the, Oh, I, you could have it. Oh wait, no, you can't. So I see this back and forth. So the message from that would be about amusement. I feel like I'm feeling like, um, Whatever happens in your life, like there's joy around it. Like see it as something joyful because dogs look at that. It's almost like they, they take anything that you do and how can I turn this into a game? How can this be play? So to take the things like even some of the serious things you have to deal with in life and how can you make it playful? How can you turn this into like a game? That's one of them. Um... There's another dog. So the, the first dog I saw felt littler. Um, and then there's another dog I'm seeing that's, um, bigger. It's a bigger dog, like a large dog. Now keep in mind, I know you have a lot of past dogs, but when people open up to dogs, like they all show up. And I mean, dogs you may have had in other lifetimes, like they just show up. One of them is a wolf. He had a relationship with a wolf at one time. Anyway, um, this dog is saying um, is really liking naps and wants you to take more naps or just is naps. There's like messages around naps for you. So, oh, okay. Yvonne's been having coffee every morning. Oh, I see that. Okay. Anyway, back to the dog. Sorry. I'm seeing little dogs, like a chihuahua, like a small, like a little chihuahua thing that's just kind of, just spinning in circles like it dances it's it's like a little it's i mean it may be some other kind of dog but i'm just feeling it's a little like that and it's just kind of dancing around circles and then as i'm looking it's like when i see your living room it's like full like there's hundreds of dogs actually in there they're all kind of laying around and and lounging and you have dogs that are following you from other past lives there's one that's um it looks really shaggy like some kind of sheepdog thing Um, And that one's from a lifetime you had in Scotland, but it's like really kind of ropey with its fur Um, because it's following you because you hang out with it when you're on the other side. But when you embody, it just kind of finds you where you're at and it just kind of hangs out. So you have a lot of dogs. I mean, I know you may have had dozens in your life, but these are hundreds. There's hundreds of dogs around you and a wolf and a fox. You've got a white Arctic fox that hangs out. So you have that. Okay. Um, Anybody have something they want to ask? Or do you have a manifestation? Does anybody want to manifest something and and have us all make a contribution of energy? Because that's also fun to do. So um, while I'm waiting for those to drop in, um, Super Space Cookie says, wow, that explains why I like to travel now. I love your messages. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome for that. And yeah, Yvonne says the crown headache. Yeah, because it's like stretching. It's, it's really stretching. Like it, it could be like a, a stretching feeling with that. Um, when it comes to things you want to manifest with that, don't forget to put a grounding cord on it. So that's something you can do with a plan or a dream. So as you can do it with your body, where you're running energy with your body and you're grounding with your body and you're also bringing in divine light, um, you can do that with a project or or an idea, and that could be the thing that you need to help kick it over. So, um, like, for example, tonight for dinner, I'm going to make Spanakopita, and I've made it before, and I love making it, and I want it to come out well. So, I might even give that dish a grounding cord. Isn't that wild? I haven't even made it yet, but I will um, get a grounding cord going for that. Um, Goldilocks, can you show the artwork for today again, please? Yes. This is it. It's um, an eclipse. So there it is. That's it. And it's got like um, silver and gold glitter glue on it. That's what it looks like. I'm trying to align this with the camera without being able to see anything. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I can I can email that to you a digital copy of it a five dollar contribution I'm going to draw a name from it and then whoever I pull is the one that is going to be the one that gets it and what I do for that is I just kind of put your names on a piece of paper and fold them and then I mix them all up and that's how it gets pulled so I have no idea who's going to get it anyway so um back to what we were talking about earlier so giving your ideas and your dreams and goals a grounding cord is a really great way to get them to manifest because it's um, the earth recognizes those types of things. It, it feels energy that way. Um, a lot of us talk about um, animals. We all love animals, right? Um, well, one of the things I learned about animals is that where they get their instinct from, like, have you ever wondered that? Like if you have a dog and it starts barking, but nobody's at the door, you're like, what are you talking about? You know, why are you all barking? There's nobody there. And then maybe an hour later, you have a friend that shows up or something. And maybe that's why the dog was barking. But um, as it was explained to me by people who are animal psychics, um, animals feel the earth singing through their feet. So the earth is always singing and it sings through their feet. And because it comes up through their feet, that's how they know things. And we have that same ability to do that. And one way to regain it is actually by standing outside barefoot. I'm sure you guys have all heard that one, right? It's a great grounding exercise just to stand barefoot out on the grass. And it just helps to earth you. You know what I mean? Like if you're all in your head, if you're feeling like, you know, just literally go outside and stand in the grass or stand on the ground and it will help ground you and it will help get you connected. Okay um kim says my fantastic my heaven is a big park with all my dogs when i meditate i go there awesome love those messages oh oh cool oh your little chihuahua's 18 oh what a cutie and that's you can give her a grounding cord if you want you ask first You ask, do you want a grounding cord and then just see what she says and that's how you give it to other beings that are not you is you can ask like if it's a living like a dog or a cat or whatever you can ask if it, if it wants a grounding cord and then give it a grounding cord. You can imagine it however you want. And it's actually good for their health. It helps with healing too. But certainly with your projects, your creative ideas, just imagine it has a grounding cord and what would that look like? Um, and then that really helps. Um, I ground places I'm at just to kind of keep the energy flowing and to keep it really positive. And that also um, is very helpful too. It, it does tend to work. Um so anyway, um that being said, I'm going to kind of move on a little bit to um talking a little bit about um how to use angel numbers. So I'm sure a lot of you have seen like 1111 repeated or maybe it's 222. I mean, you're familiar with that idea, right? Like if you see repeated numbers all the time, it's usually a message from your spirit guides that you're moving in the right direction, which is super cool. But there's another number that I want to turn you on to that you might want to keep an eye out for, and that is your birthday, specifically the time you were born. So for example, I was born at 8.33 in the morning. So whenever I see 8.33, to me, that's a very personal message, and it's the universe saying hello, or it's sending its love. So if you have um, your either your birth certificate or maybe you've got a baby book, if any of you had mothers who kept baby books, usually they put the time of your birth in that. Um, birth certificates will most of the time have it or your astrological chart because you usually need that to cast it. Um, you know, just note what that hour and minute was, and when you see that particular time repeated, and because it's in your head, you're like, oh, wow, I'm going to totally look for my my birth hour and minute, you'll start to run into it. And that's a very special message for you. So everybody's going to get 1111 or 222 or 333 or whatever, but your birth number is going to be completely unique to you. So that's a very special message being sent your way from the universe, and it's powerful. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and sometimes I'll make a wish when it's that time, you know, I'll just make a wish during that, when I see those numbers show up, um, cause it's kind of like blowing out a birthday candle, you know, you have one birthday, but you have 364 unbirthdays. Isn't that what they say in Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> it's your birthday. Oh my God, it's my unbirthday too. How does that happen? So, um, so that's, a, that's certainly a way to, to do it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, look for your birth and, and your minute. It's totally magical. I'm not even kidding you. Um, but when you see repeated numbers, it is a sign that you're on the right path. And it means that you have the support of the angels. So Avon, I see my son's birth time a lot. And I know he's around. Yeah, that's totally a sign. That's 100% a sign. Sometimes I'll smell things like if I smell cigarette smoke, it's usually um, one of my grandparents because they smoked. Um, but it's always a sign from an ancestor. To me, cigarette smoke is like that. Um, if I smell cigars, it's something different. Usually that's a spirit, like some type of spirit that's present. Um, I've smelled roses out of nowhere where there shouldn't have been roses, like there aren't roses anywhere. And that's usually from the divine mother. You know, that's kind of some kind of sign from that. Um, so smelling is, is kind of a fun thing to do, too. And I really feel that most of you can do that. I feel that Most of you here have probably had an incident where you smelled something out of nowhere that shouldn't have been there. And it's like, oh, well, what is that? So what you do when you do that, you're like, well, who is it? Who? Well, think about it. Like with roses, because I grew up Catholic, that's my automatic association is that it's Mother Mary. That's immediately where I go with that. Um, And because my grandparents smoked, whenever I smell cigarette smoke, it reminds me of them. So when the smells come up, What do they remind you of? Like if you smell cinnamon, what does that remind you of? Does it make you feel kind of Christmassy? Because usually around that time of year, we get all those harvesty kind of smells, cinnamon apple or cloves or something like that. Um, What do you associate with that? Because a lot of people will get on the Internet, although trying to find a book to figure out, okay, what does this mean exactly? But really, you can use your own um, your own thing. Okay, Richard says he smelt perfume. Yeah. So that's either a female relative, like I will smell my mom's perfume and I know something's happening with my mom and she wears um, Nina Ricci Lair de Tom. Now I will share Richard that I've smelled perfume before that. I don't know what it is, but it smells like a perfume. It's totally a perfume. And my impression on that is I feel like it's some type of um, feminine divine being that's showing up like a goddess or something. Um, And it feels like a blessing or angels can also do that. Okay. and barbecues. So you smell barbecues. Okay. oh, my God, that's the best smell in the world, honestly. (laughs) I love the way a barbecue smells. Um, So if you smell that, think about how do you feel about barbecues? Do you like barbecues? Do you not like them? Do you have great memories associated with them? And that is going to guide you in the direction for what the meaning of the message is and who might be present. Like, let's say you've got a crossed over uncle or an aunt that used to be a grill mate and they were just grilling stuff all the time. That could be them showing up. But that's how you interpret those. So the thing I want to turn you guys on to is you really have a lot of your own answers inside of you. You really do. But how you interpret these things you see is, or smell or whatever, is you tap in with how you feel about what it is. Okay? How do you feel about it? I know some people that are sickened by the smell of movie popcorn. They can't stand it because they had really bad experiences. I met somebody who had, um, who was assaulted in a movie theater. They can't smell movie popcorn because the only thing they were focusing on to kind of get out of that situation was how the movie smelled. So they cannot deal with movie popcorn smells. Um, other people, it takes them back to their youth. They remember going to like movies or doing other stuff and they love that smell. So it's how does it affect you? Okay. And what could be fun is to just kind of come up with a dictionary of what different symbols mean for you. You know, I smell this. What does it mean for me? How do I feel? So you can have your own dream analysis book. You can have your own um, your own list of smells, different things. Um, as far as dream analysis goes, um, what I would invite you to try with that, it does take a little bit of time um, to do. Cause you have to do a lot of writing, but it's, it can be very rewarding. So what you can do with a dream is the first thing you want to do after you have it is you want to write down exactly what it was. What was the dream? Like as quick as you can, just write it down. If you don't remember your dreams, get a journal and write every morning. I know I had a dream last night. I don't remember what it was next day. I know I had a dream last night. I don't remember what it was. That's what you write. After a few days or a few weeks, your mind is going to go, oh, crap. They're going to write about their dreams tomorrow. So we're going to have to start remembering them and you will remember them. But write down what the dream was and then write in first person about everything in the dream. So let's say I dreamed I was walking on a road and then there was this tree in the distance that had these crazy fruits on it. Okay, so you write down that dream. Okay, then you write in first person, I am a road. I am a road and this person is walking on my road or is walking on my body and I just don't know where they're going. They seem to be confused or whatever could come up with that. I am a road. You don't say, yeah, there's this road and the road is saying, no, 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 I am the road. There's a person walking on me. Okay. Now there's a tree in the distance that was in the dream, right? I am a tree and I see this person walking up to me and I have all these crazy ideas hanging off my body and they don't know what they are yet and they're not going to know until they get to me. Or whatever it is. But I am the tree. You talk about yourself as the tree. You're also going to be the fruits. Because that was something you mentioned in your, in your original write-up. I am these crazy fruits hanging off of tree. And there's so much of me. And I have so much to share. And I'm so full and rich and juicy. And what happens is after you do a dream that way. This is called gestalting a dream. After you gestalt your dream and you become everything in your dream. After you write the whole thing out, you're going to get a message that's going to pop right out. and You're going to go, oh, shit, this is what this is really about. I thought it was about this, and it was really about that. For example, right before I got divorced, I had this dream that I was walking next to a lake with my soon-to-be ex-husband and our kids, and our kids slipped into the lake and died. They just drowned, and there were all these lilies on the lake on the surface of the lake. And it it scared me because I get pre-cognitive dreams. And I thought, oh, shit, are my kids going to drown? And so um, I went and gestalted my entire dream. And it turns out my kids weren't my kids. They were my dreams. I was afraid of losing my dreams. That's what the whole thing was about. It had nothing to do with my kids. But when it's like, OK, I'm a child. I, I have so much hope. I have all these dreams. So that's what it turned out to be. And the water represented, you know, what I couldn't see or what I couldn't trust. That's how you write down a dream. And then you will get these incredible messages from your dreams. So that's pretty cool, right? You could try that. Okay, Yvonne says, my godmother's perfume the morning she passed. Yeah. Just for you, Yvonne, I once smelled my mother's perfume really powerfully. And I didn't go visit her. And I wish I would have because that day she made tacos. And I love her tacos. Oh, my God. I love her flipping tacos. So I missed that opportunity. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for contributing Um, with just your presence, like asking questions and putting it out there. I'm very, very grateful. Um, I'm sure that we will connect again because I'll be a guest on some shows and stuff. and, And I might be bringing the podcast back later. But thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And may you all be blessed. May you be blessed beyond imagining it is so, it is so, it is so. So thank you very, very much. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments. Then head over to the Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With the huge selection of shows, the fun doesn't have to end.